Hello friends, welcome to the Word of Podcast, the place where we receive a daily dose of God's Word. Hope you've been blessed by the previous episodes. And are you ready to receive God's Word today? Let's get right into it. Today's verse will be taken from the book of Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 9. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. God is a God of planning. In fact, our God is a perfect planner. If you check the scriptures from Genesis through Deuteronomy, you would see how much details he gave Moses in the building of the temple, the furnishings, the apparel of the ministers, etc. God is interested in the details, not only of a building, but most importantly, of our lives. Because of all creation, only humans were created in the image and likeness of God. Humans were created to be naturally intelligent and have the capacity to plan even without God's input. Three days ago on the episode 3.2 on the Word Up podcast, we talked about three types of wisdom and highlighted the natural wisdom, which is the wisdom of man, satanic wisdom, which is the wisdom of the devil, and divine wisdom, which is the wisdom of God. With the natural wisdom, humans can achieve a lot, but definitely not what the wisdom of God can do. God has given us free will to make decisions we choose and go wherever we decide, but if we submit that will to Him, He leads us to a beautiful place we never thought we could ever be. The prophet Jeremiah understood this when he prayed in Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 23, O Lord, I know the path of life of a man is not in himself. It is not within the limited ability of a man, even one at his best, to choose and direct his steps in life. I'll read it again. Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 23. O Lord, I know that the path of life of a man is not in himself. It is not within the limited ability of man, even one at his best, to choose and direct his steps in life. The message version says, I know God that mere mortals can't run their own lives, that men and women don't have what it takes to take charge of life. Humans at our best can't get the best out of life. I know you'd be asking, what about those who don't believe in God, who are succeeding? Then my question to you would be, who determines what success is? the student or the examiner. This is because from a human standpoint, we think that driving an expensive car, living in a mansion, owning a successful business and gainfully employed is the definition of success. Well, if that was God's definition of success, then we don't need him because natural and satanic wisdom could easily achieve that for any man. But what about your soul? Divine wisdom gives you what money cannot buy and all of what money can buy. It secures eternity for you. What sort of success is it to live big here on earth and suffer in hell for eternity? 
Romans chapter 8 verse 7 says, That is why the mind that focuses on human nature is hostile toward God. It refuses to submit to the authority of God's law because it is powerless to do so. I know it sounds insulting to you that you don't have what it takes to determine the course of your life, but that is the truth. We don't. That's the reason there will always be a vacuum in humans that only Christ Jesus can fill. God created us to be independent beings, and I know it feels so good to be in charge. But when you humble yourself before the Lord, He will lift you up. I love to use this analogy to drive home my point, to say we really do not know what we want. Imagine you had been out all day with your three-year-old child. You've had so much fun that you never had time to eat. It's now 5 p.m. and you're both hungry. You hopped into the car and drove back home to meet a buffet with plenty of sweets on the side. You asked your child what he would like you to serve him and he pointed to the sweet. You explained to him that he needed proper food since he had not eaten since morning, but he insisted he wanted sweet. This story replicates the relationship between God and us. We are forever children in the eyes of God. To the child, sweet is all he needed at the time, but his father knew that he needed proper food. That's why children need guidance. We also need guidance from the Lord so we don't end up in the wrong place. Some have ignored promptings of God and of course there may not be a mind-blowing disaster but you don't ignore the direction of God and end up in His destination. You end up somewhere else. Time wasted, resources wasted, pain, sorrow and when you realize it, time is far gone. I've experienced both disobeying God's leading and the consequences and obeying His directives and the benefits. So I can say it saves time, resources, and energy to seek God's face before you embark on a journey and go as He leads. I'll share two quick examples. I remember one time I was driving to work and as I got to um, a junction, He said to me, Take the bridge. Um, and I reluctantly went underneath the bridge and took the, the right turn because I thought it was flowing and there was traffic on the bridge. I got stuck there for several minutes and when I looked up on the bridge, I saw that it was indeed moving and I regretted not taking the bridge as God instructed me to do. The next day, I got to that point again and um, he said, go under the bridge, take the right turn. And because of my experience yesterday that I saw the top of the bridge flowing in traffic, I went on the bridge and not under the bridge like he directed me to. And I was stuck on the bridge. And I said, God, why am I stuck? He said, yes, I told you to take the right turn, but you chose to um, go on the bridge because yesterday you saw that cars were moving fast on the bridge. And then the next, that the third day now, when I got to that spot, I said, Lord, where do you want me to go? And I went the way he led and I got to work in time. So I experienced an unnecessary delay because I was judging based on what I saw and not based on what God was saying to me. 
Another perfect example for me was when I was planning my wedding. Myself and my fiance, we had picked a date and God said to me clearly, move the wedding to so so and so date in 2020. And I said it to share it with my fiance. It was not a very good news because we had to move it by almost seven months. But God always sees the end from the beginning. Imagine, see God as someone who is on the highest building you can ever imagine. Anyone in such a height would see farther than you who are on the floor. So God sees the end from the beginning. And we obeyed God and moved the wedding to that point. And before we knew it, it was announced that there was lockdown coronavirus struck and nobody could move imagine if we had not obeyed we would have planned booked our flights resources would have been wasted and invitations would have been sent out we would have sent messages to people telling them the wedding has been postponed and all of that so that is what obeying god does for you it helps your planning our verse for the day says a man's mind plans his way as he journeys through life, but the Lord directs his steps and establishes them. You can make plans, but are your plans God's plans? That's my question for you today. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, for your word which has come forth today. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 9 says, We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Lord, help us to depend on you totally. Help us to submit our will at your feet. Help us, O God, to align with your leading. Help us to seek your face with all of our heart and obey when you speak. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining the podcast once again. It always gives me great joy. See you again next week for another exciting episode of God's Word. Until then, remain blessed. God bless you. Bye-bye.